Welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast on this edition of Movie Review with the Crew. Movie Review with the Crew. Ah, hey. we're having we're having a few special episodes on the on the Movie Review with the Crew because the Oscars are coming. It's not a celebration that we normally give a fuck, but given that we have these episodes every Thursday about movies, why not make it a little related to what's you know happening in the in the Hollywood sphere, right? So the first one that we're going to be reviewing and talking about is going to be Nightmare Alley. Of course, with me, your boy, Big John and Adrian joining me. And let's go right to it, guys. Nightmare Alley, Bradley Cooper's in it. A lot of great stars are in it, actually. Great um, cast. And I'll start right off. Like, I actually really enjoyed this movie. I was interested the whole time. And... And I will have, I have obviously a few notes, but I can't really complain much. I mean, there's a few things that I try to catch just to be a hater. And But in general, I found that this movie was so good. Um, Bradley Cooper, I think, did a great job. This guy, the, the, the director, Guillermo del Toro. I'm saying it like if I was a gringo. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro, hostia, joder. He, <laughs> he directed that movie, Pan's Labyrinth, which is a movie that you remember that one john oh yeah definitely it was very trippy like it was very like you know out there uh it was like on the verge of like scary suspense but it was more like intriguing it wasn't so much like you know um it just kept you like you know wanting to to know more like wanting to venture further into the rabbit hole you know yeah 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 pen's labyrinth was really good and then on this movie, you see a lot of his film techniques, the way that he sets the pictures up, which, by the way, the movie had beautiful takes and the way that the cinematography worked. Um, but, I mean, I have a lot of little notes here, but in general, what you guys thought of it? <laughs> right, I thought that, I'm going to go straight to the ending. I thought the ending was fucking insane. <laughs> Uh, fucking insane dude full circle bro but in, but, <laughs> but, in, but insane in a good way i kind of I, towards the end of the movie i was expecting that he was gonna yeah i i saw it so once it wasn't like he, he got caught to me the by train surprise. track yeah once he was got... bleeding out and he got to the train track and i heard the noise i'm like oh man he's going right back to the circus the, and he's gonna be the geek when i heard the chickens when I heard the chickens, uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that that uh, that linkage there. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, the chickens again. That was a yeah. good scene. I, when he was behind the chickens, the camera went up and it, it showed him laying there. And what, what it made me think about was when the, the fortune teller was telling him or when he pulled out the tarot card of the hanged man. I thought that that was like a little bit of symbolism. Oh, shit. I, I, very heavy on the symbolism very heavy on the foreshadowing the entire movie like they were like kind of telling you like like why even go through the process of telling you how to acquire a geek if it, if it eventually is going to happen again you know like <laughs> it was like this is it was it was very it was well, very nice at the beginning it telling no it was perfectly played and i thought at the beginning when he was explaining how to get the geek i thought that he was referencing to himself when this guy first offered him the first job but i don't remember if he told him it was going to be tempered like I, I don't know if the first time he went into the circus he was also being tested to be the geek like 
like him walking into the whole thing. I was like, "Yo, this guy just showed up out of nowhere. You want a job?" I'm like, "Oh, what? The, like, how do you like? How does that happen?" Like, like I think he was also trying him at the beginning, but then he he was like, "Oh no, you're not the geek," you know. I, but dude, that, that that image at the end was sick when he's laughing and he's like, "Do I know what a geek is? I was born for it." And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> shit. And yeah, you, you know those clips that they show right when they when they announce a nomination for like best whatever it is and i he, i think he's nominated for best actor i think they're gonna show that little clip of the at the end of that movie because i i, I was born that he, for it he looked like a lunatic bro like <laughs> this guy's gonna win the oscar for this one i know this is very soon this is very soon and and this is not the best movie that i've ever seen but Given the quality of movies that go to the Oscar in the last few years, and it's true that we have a lot more movies to see and watch and review that are going to be in the Oscars, but this being the first one of the series, I think this one could make it. I think this one could win the fucking Oscar. This, like, I haven't seen a movie that's good that is a recent movie. I have a lot of lists of classic movies that I've been watching recently that are great, but I'm saying like a new movie like this, Maybe it has to do with the Spanish director, foreign director, you know, not this woke view. I, I, I think, I don't, I don't want to fall in this like woke talk, but you see it in a lot of the movies recently. It's a lot of wokeism. But then I'm starting to get a little hope that some movies are like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not going to do something. Like, let's do some real shit. This movie was just, I you don't know, it just kept me entertained. And there was part of me, like, 70% into the movie I'm like there was a chance that the, the movie was gonna end with not really an ending because sometimes there's movies that are made and they're like oh we just wanna like catch a moment in time and they don't really have a plot like for example I know Agent didn't like Once Upon a Time in Mexico that much and, and it has that in that movie where it doesn't Hollywood. really have a uh, yeah Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where it doesn't really have a plot it's just like right but in this movie, to the end, bro, it closes the story so good. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut the fuck up because I want you guys to tell and, me shit. And once again, it happens to be a World War II movie. Again. I'm like, oh, yo. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Well, we got to watch the original because the original was made right after World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, at the end, it never really had any relevance that it was World War II. I mean, I guess yeah. just to show the time. Right. Right, like when um, when, when Bradley Cooper and his wife were, going, were trying to play this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his, I guess his, like, his best man was listening to the radio. And, like, he would tune into World War II and all the news that was going on. But yeah, it didn't really make much reference. Well, I mean, we're already there, right? Let's go to the ending. This is my thing, right? We'll start at the end and go back. This is my thing, right? (laughs) You're dealing with this rich man that's crazy, that kills people, right? And that's your plan? Like, you never thought it through? Like, you thought he was going to look at his wife and then leave it there? You never thought, what if he goes and approaches her? Like, they they never thought of that plan. Especially with his personality. Yeah, that guy's that... personality was, I don't give a fuck. I'll give whatever amount of money to see my wife again. You think he's like, just going to get down on his knees and close his eyes? Like, bro, when, when oh, they brought man. him in the first time and put, like, the the light detector, I was like, yeah, I'm out. 
peace. Like, sorry, this is not the type of shit. Like, my spirits don't work with this machine. <laughs> but this oh, guy fuck. was ballsy. He took it to the end. He he played the lie detector machine perfectly. He lied when he needed to, and he had so much conviction in seeing the person's wife or the spirit or feeling it there that he convinced the lie detector that he was being for real. Yeah, he that, got that, lost. He got lost in the south. That goes back. That goes back to the whole thing with the with the foreshadowing. You know, remember that when Pete uh, tells him, "Look, some so this book can be used for like for bad." You know, the book of tricks. Mm-hmm. If the if a man starts believing all the lies that he says, then he will he will have to face you know God at the end or something like that. And then there's no lying to God. So like the the amount of lying that he had to do to get there, to get to that point, he knew what what he what he did, and he, what he was capable of doing, and he was capable of even passing this lie detector test, in like bold face in front of this person, oh, and at true. the end, it, it, it cost him. That's like, a good. That's a, that, that, that's a good little uh, metaphor there where. When you feel like he's like when you think he they got him or like all oh, the lie detector got him, but then he does it, you're like, oh, he's it's sort of like an like a metaphor to he now believes his lies, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's well, too I, ballsy. I, they did that. They did that too when he took the the sip of the whiskey, or whatever the drink from the girl. They're like, this is my new identity. That's it. I've already. I'm a changed person. New chapter. I think that's what the, I saw at the end. When he was in, with her in the office and they were celebrating the fact that they were they were like taking advantage of this guy and she had a, a cup of liquor poured out and then he he grabbed it and he like kind of toasted to it. But you're talking about the end when he goes get the money and he she shoots him? No no no. Before that. He did his before drink. the whole play of of them of him and his wife going to to do the whole scene. Like after the delight detector, before the scene. Right. Yeah, he's celebrating. He's celebrating with his wife, the 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 the, the girlfriend. He's celebrating with the psychologist. Oh, with the psychologist. Saying, he never apparently he never he didn't drink, so that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, so he, and, no, he, and he scene, never drinks. In that scene, oh, he did, and well, I, I thought it was like a, a transformation of like, that's it. My old identity is gone. I'm this new guy. I didn't catch the that ha- one. The the hangman. Now, part of me also, and I understand that the con men do it very well, but and they're playing with people's suffering and shit. But it's like this guy's just getting him with like little information that like, and like, and the guy's just like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, she's she, you know, she was born. Like I don't know, I just don't see how like, like it's just stupid to me. Like, you know, it's also the nineteen forties. Yeah. And people are vulnerable with with their loved ones, especially after a death. It reminds me I a think lot. That Bradley Cooper. He he brought up a good point. Um, he said to his wife that like that's what um, pastors do every Sunday at church, mm-hmm. right? Like you make people feel better, even if they feel like he thinks that pastors are cons, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if they're cons or not, because the person that's listening to them, they feel like their life is better after listening to whatever the, the guy is saying to them. So, like, can you really blame him? Like, is he really an asshole for doing what he's no, doing? Of course, he's if a the fucking person does psycho. Feel better afterwards? No, he's a fucking 
No, he is a psychopath. Yes, don't get me wrong. But if he is helping people, can, but he's not. Can we agree that that he fucking killed Pete? <laughs> no, well, that, I didn't what do you mean kill if Pete. He's not, if, if, if he's bringing closure, if he's bringing closure to people, yeah, Adrian. If by closure you mean that lady that fucking shot her husband and then herself. <laughs> Because he wanted to yeah, be yeah, an eye with Julie. And, and, <laughs> and that's why they, they shown that scene. To show that, like, no, he's not helping anybody. But I'm sure there's other people, like, as he got to that point that he was helping. Although, although to be honest, that kind of was out of his hands, right? Like, if she wants to take that information and be like, oh, let's, <laughs> let's reunite with Julian. Let's reunite with our, with our son. <laughs> you can't really. By, by the way, that lady is the mom in Step Brothers. Yeah. Hilarious. I think he did kill Pete. Intentionally. Yeah, for sure. I need to go back and rewatch which of the crates you're not supposed to get the liquor from, but I'm pretty sure he got it intentionally from the one that was gonna fuck him up. Oh, I don't I think I don't think it that. shows him getting the, the alcohol. It, it's just imp- like the, it the once again, one well, no, once again, the whole thing with the like the fact that that Green Goblin even mentioned it because <laughs> that's like the first thing that I thought was like what is Green Goblin doing over here talking to Rock- Rocket Raccoon and shit you know <laughs> the fact that he even mentioned like oh look this is the alcohol you drink and this is the alcohol you don't drink they're right next to each other make sure you don't drink this one <laughs> got it oh, like, damn. I got even, it <laughs> I didn't even think of this okay so but, they're right because, next to each other because he said the other the other alcohol was just to to pickle the fetuses that he pickled, I guess. And for the show, like to make fire and all that bullshit, but okay. like not for consumption. Oh, so you think he gave him the fucked up liquor? <laughs> like, uh, dude, oh, how many, how many, how many times has he drank before? Like, there's no way he he offed himself. And he then, but, 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 but why would him? So I mean, he could get the book. Oh. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. The same then, night, he was reading the book, and then that's when he grabbed him and gave him a lecture, like, yo, this could take you down a dark path. And he's like, all right, bet. All right, all right bet, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, got him the liquor, went back, and then Pete was dead the next day. I, I will give it to Bradley Cooper's character that he has perseverance. He, when he wants something, he will get it. He really wanted that watch. What the watch was his, oh, his, his dad's? Oh man, his dad's bro! When they show that part with his dad at the end, the movie starts getting sick, like, like twisted. You like, he's like, I've always hated you. Opens the window, let's go, bro. And let's go. Watch him die. He's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm chill here real quick. <laughs> Puts on I his got coat. all day. And then, and then, I got a, and then, digs I got a hole all winter. In the house. <laughs> There's a hole in the house. Yo. Throws them in and burns that shit. Like, at the beginning, you kind of... This is crazy because I don't know if this is intended, but the movie at the beginning makes you feel for Bradley Cooper. Like, you're on his side. Like, he has some shit that he carries in the past. Maybe the guilt that he didn't maybe help his father enough. And, 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 and at least this is how I saw it. Like, you start building this whole thing. Like, he's a right. shitty he's a shitty person, but there's some things in the past that eventually will come around. And he's like a bad man, but with good intent. And then towards the end, you're like, oh, no, this is a psychopath piece of shit. And you're like, and he, and he makes the movie <laughs> even better. You know? Like, 
Yeah. Okay, and tell me at the yeah. end, in the ending, when he becomes a geek, right? He's crying but laughing. Do you think he his feeling there is, man, I like I've gone through all this bullshit. Like this is what I want to do now, and I'm comfortable there. I'm crazy. Or do you think he's like, oh fuck, this is really bad. I got to that place, the bottom of the totem pole, or both? What do you think he's thinking then? Mm. It's like I I feel that with that scene where he's laughing and crying at the same time. It's like, damn, life's a bitch. <laughs> look at everything that I did to get the fuck out of here. And look at where I end up. A fucking geek. <laughs> like, not a geek in the, in the sense of, like a, a, like, a person who studies a lot or some shit. But, like, that character in the movie, I'm like, damn. Like, the, like how many people I had to kill to get the money that I get to? The, how many people I had to lie to? I killed my father for a watch. I, I traded it for booze and now I'm a fucking geek. <laughs> Yo, life's a bitch. That's what I felt like. That's what I felt came across with the laughing, crying at the end. Yeah, the irony of it all. Yeah, exactly. Like, damn, like, seriously, like, holy shit. But like, uh, I, felt you, that, I felt a little bit of acceptance. What? Go ahead. No, no, let's go, go. A bit. And, and that's what I want to touch on because I was like, do you think that no matter what he could have done, like given the past that he had, that was always going to be his fate? And then once he saw his fate, he's like, yep, this is this is what I was born to do, which is what he says. Mm. Like, there was no escaping this. No, I saw it more like, like I saw it more that he I saw it more that he now feels that way after all the bullshit. Like he's now become a savage. He's now a savage. Like, I think there's just a progression in the character. Yeah. Like, he, he, yeah, he, but you, you, you think, like, like I've heard really, people it's are, more like... You, you think that you're always going to go down that path? Like, it, you're, you're I put feel like here it, with already a determined route? I, I no, feel like not. it's it's not really a progression, more like a, a regression or, or a degression, like the opposite of progression. Like, no. instead of going up, going down. Yeah, but he's not going back. Like, this is what I mean by this. Well, never mind, because then that last scene with his father makes you know that he was just a piece of shit. Although we don't really know what his father did to him. So that's sort of in the hanging there. I mean, but, the, but I think he becomes... The fact that, that he went to a car... He becomes more of a piece of he shit. He doesn't to a therapist about it. <laughs> Sorry. You think that he becomes... Yeah, I think he becomes worst. I mean, he seems like he was already bad, but he becomes worst as his little trick becomes better and he's able to trick people. And you can see it because the yeah. lady, Molly, was like, she was like the good person in the movie and, and he distanced himself from her. But you were saying something, Adrian, about the therapist telling him something about his dad? Yeah, in one of the sessions, he started talking to the therapist about his past and his dad and his mom. I don't remember the exact dialogue, but I think it, it touched on the, on the fact that his dad was a piece of shit to him. Mm. That he drank. Yeah, he, I remember now exactly. He said, um, did he drink? And he said, he, he had like some shit happen to him. He went gray, which I, I assume it was like he went crazy. 
And then she's like, so did he drink? He's like, yeah, you obviously he drank because that's how you get to that point of going crazy. So I guess he had a thing against alcohol, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I think he becomes worse as he gets lost in the south. And yeah, he shouldn't have done like the people suiciding each other. I think that was not on his hands. You know, he did trick him, but it was like a little small trick. Yeah, he's there. He loves you. You could have seen it as like, okay, he's just comforting them so that they can move on, right? But then with the other guy, he goes deep. Yeah, there, there he took it a little too far. But I, yeah, and I guess I don't want to defend him, but. I think he, I thought he brought up a good point to his wife. It's like pastors do it. And that's why I mentioned this. Like, that's what this guy Joe Olstein does all the time, right? I mean, if you're not religious and, and he does that for the masses, every, everybody feels better after going to church on Sunday. They feel like their sins are washed away and like brings closure to their lives. So maybe it's a shitty way to justify his psychotic behavior, but it, I think he has a bit of a point. Obviously, no, don't I mean, take it to he, the extreme. That he he has a point. I mean, doesn't make it right. Like Joe, Joe, what's it called? Joe Austin. Joe Austin. He's not right either. And you know, the, another point that I want to touch on this. He, they kind of make it. They they give you a similarity, and the, and the therapist says it, or he says it. Like a therapist is kind of like a little con man too, right? Because they also they also have this little trick words of like oh your father did he's like at the end of the day it's like a pseudoscience where you're also playing with people's emotions and people expectations and at the end of the day you're just feeding them bullshit i said i mean i don't want to you know for psychologists out there like i mean i'm pretty sure that there is some value to it but a lot of what marks snake what, what, what they called snake uh snake oil no no, no the snake uh charmers. Uh, I was gonna say snake in the grass, but okay. Snake charmers, snake charmers. Mm. We didn't, uh, we didn't see your tits. Mm. And I thought they were about to fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would, that scene is like, and look at my scar. And then she's like, you get this if you, if you fuck up type shit. Which at the I end, she, nobody fucked him up. Like, you know, it, uh, but. Mm hmm. The her, that whole scene with with him at the psychologist, it it almost felt like a, like a hypnotist act. Like he, she was kind of like hypnotizing him into revealing more about his life with, with, the, with the with the cues. With like, oh no, just just keep your head down and like just you know think about it, lay down and stuff like that. Like it, it felt like she was kind of like drawing that information out of him, much in the same way how he draws information out of the people through the through the cues and the verbal cues and the. And uh, whatever, seeing the person and all that good stuff, the mentalist act that he does. But he, he got he, caught. He, by that. But, no, he but, got caught. But it seems like he allows himself to get wooed by her, and you always feel that he has it under control. And this is why, at the mm -hmm. end, when she betrays him, and this is one of the flaws that I found in the movie. And again, this doesn't break the movie, but you know, if I want to be like picky about it, it's like he's super surprised, like super surprised that she could have fucked you over you're keeping all this money there makes it look like she doesn't care about money but then she does you know what i thought the movie was gonna turn because right when he's about to leave she says like oh i do love you stan which i don't understand how that triggers the movie to turn somewhere just that word and then she's like what do you mean by that like i didn't understand why that was so powerful 
But then she sort of reveals like, oh, yeah. I took the money. Fuck you, whatever. But agreed. I, I thought when I, he when she said I love you, I thought he was gonna be like, all right, bitch. When she starts recording and then she says patient so and so, and then he opens the bag and there's no money. I thought the movie was gonna go to this motherfucker has been seeing this shrink and the whole movie <laughs> is in his fucking mind. Did you guys Oof. think that? For like a second. For like a second, she's like, patient like, number one. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? We did, we did all this. And she's like, what do you I mean? I've never seen you outside this, this office. Straight up crazy. <laughs> this motherfucker. And I was like, oh, they're going to do some Shutter Island shit in this bitch, right? Yeah. But, the then, but, then, but then they didn't, and that's fine. But then, yeah, she kills him. Like, that, that little part at the end was a bit weird. And I thought she had shot him in the head. It was just the ear. Um, So he escapes. I didn't like that she didn't die. I'm not going to lie. And also, there's, the, there's this little scene where the where, where the security guards ask her, Are you okay, ma'am? And she's obviously trying to make it look like she's the victim, right? So she should have been like, Oh, yeah, I'm fine. She was like, I'll survive. Which is like, oh, like cold hearted ass say, right? bitch. <laughs> like, <Yeah. what? laughs> that's suspicious. Let's let's bring her in. <laughs> okay, but also like at the beginning, that's, that's sus at the very they, least. When they make the 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 the, the 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 deal that she's gonna help him with the tips on the rich guys, and that in return he's gonna tell her the truth. Like, why the fuck does she care about his truth? Like. All right, but you're gonna tell me the truth about your life, like, like you know, this movie sometimes is like this girl, for some reason cares about the past of this troubled, complicated, complex man. Yeah, but I want to know, I want to know your truth. And he's like, oh, you'll never get to it. And she's like, no, sit down. That little yeah, part. Yeah, she's a psychologist. She also wanted to fuck with him. I, I, I think from the moment that that she told him to come into her to her office, she's like, look, I'm recording. That's it. Like. From the moment she said, look, I'm recording, like, I'm, I have the, this mic open that I'm recording everything that happens on here. Gee, gee. Done. Done. Like, you fell in, the, like, she's a spider and you fell in her trap, bro. That's it. I would have just left. I'd be like, no, nah, no recordings here. You meet me at, at so-and-so place. We'll talk about whatever the fuck you want. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck that shit. If you're and a also, common and you know what the fuck you're, you're going to do. And, and also, she could have gotten fucked by the older guy because it would have been obvious that she that she's the one who gave this guy the information. Even the last information that he stole from her recordings is still her fault. So, she, like, I guess her whole plan was based on many things happening correctly that could have failed at any moment, right? Starting mm -hmm. from the fact that they could have gotten killed at the end when the whole little La Llorona scene went, went south. <laughs> Well, she would have kept all the money, which she did. No, yeah, yeah, I guess, but they he, could have killed like, him, and then they could have they could have gone to kill her. They wouldn't know why. Because, because he's he, a, he, um. even having access. I mean, it's a reach to think that he got access to those tapes. And that's the reason he knows because he doesn't outright say things. He like okay, puts okay, so like, all right, okay, but but, but but no, no, but put yourself in the in the shoes of the rich guy, right? Which, by the way, is the dad in Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the dad and the mom of Step Brothers. God yeah. damn. 
Where's Will yeah. Ferrell? <laughs> Is he the like geek? <laughs> if you put yourself in that guy's shoes, right? You put yourself in that guy's shoes. He went through the extent of having a lie detector, of telling him, don't fuck with me because we'll practically kill you, right? And then the things that this guy says to impress him and make him believe that he really is talking to his dead wife are coincidentally things that are known by the only person that is related to this person and that referenced me. Like, like yeah, you well, would. He did, dig, he did his own digging. He went into her personal records and went to the bank and pulled out her little safety thing with the... All right. The, okay. The okay. But 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 it is clear that depending on how things turned out, there could have been things that allowed the older guy to know a hey, that fucking psychologist is in this shit. I guess, whatever. I guess uh, she played it and and things went well for her. I don't know. I think the guy could have just made it happen much better. But I guess it wouldn't have been a movie otherwise. One thing that. Yeah, uh, I- yeah. He's strong as fuck. He just uh took this guy's nose out with a few punches. Oh, that's something that I had here on my notes. The goriness on point. Yeah, he beat the fucking shit out of him. And then, Four punches took out his nose clean off. You look like Voldemort. And then when the guy when the bodyguard came and he ran him over, you could see the scalp. Like the goriness was on point. I loved it. And when he gets shot in the ear. You could, like, it was really good. I really love that I re- part. I really, I really like the scene where the the bodyguard gets run over, the, for the second time, <laughs> and then like you see his like his hands up like this, and like you see like it got cut here because of the getting run over, and it kind of like, like it just like like it's like there for a little bit, and then it goes like it falls like it separates. Uh, it was very very highly attentive to detail. Yeah, Hollywood's gotten really good at those scenes. <laughs> I don't know how the hell they do it. No, I love I love that scene and well, in general the cinematography. Again, one of those words that I say with a weird accent. The cinema, <laughs> the cinematography. He's learning how to read. <laughs> <laughs> cinematography. Cinematography. All right, now, now say put it, it together, together, Kiko. <laughs> you can do it. Cinematography. <laughs> Cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> no, but beautiful. Uh, 1940s. Oh, my and bro, like the life in a circus. Fucking oh, hard. I, I wrote that. Walked up. They need they need to bring that shit back, dude. They don't have circuses anymore. Bro, I had a friend. For a reason. <laughs> it was actually pretty cool. I mean, not I, that crazy, but. I had a friend back in the day that um, he like, I would see him on Facebook. He joined like a circus. And he would just travel with the circus. Um, and I don't even think he was like a performer. He was more like just a worker. Like, I don't know, pick up elephant shit or sell <laughs> sell cotton candy. No, but dude, it, to this day, like, it's like a little bit like, I mean, obviously not exactly, but not that different. You don't have the freak act. Which, by yeah. the way, the, the, the freak, right? The geek or whatever. They want to make it look like a savage. Oh, the savage. It's like a homeless guy. Like, like, like it's not like it's like this beast. It's half a man, half monster. No, it's a homeless man from the streets. It's, like, it's yeah, an obi <laughs> They yeah, they drive him to insanity. Yeah, I guess that's starving him. Okay, and then that's, that's why that's, he he. Yeah, he's like, I haven't eaten in a month. I'm gonna eat this chicken. 
And what was it that the drink? Because he said, I, I put this thing on the drink so that they it, keep coming back to the drink. Yeah, he, he puts a, he has a dropper of opium that he puts in his drink. So as he's getting drunk, he's also getting high off opium. And he's thinking that the alcohol is getting him to that point. And eventually, once he get, goes cold turkey, he's cold turkey off of not only the alcohol, but the opium. And then I, I feel like the agreement isn't that he's eating chickens because he's hungry. The agreement is if you eat a chicken, you get a drink. Right. <laughs> right. If you make a show. So if you make the show, then you'll get whatever you get the, the, the bottle with the opium and you'll, you'll be fine and you'll be good. Because right. yeah, he's, 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 I don't think he's hungry. I think he just wants to get high, I, like off the, the opium. It's, it's a little bit like, like you're pimping the geeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> basically and then you, you, the, you get the best out of you get the most out of them but but then that feels like the same way with all the other acts like all the other acts are just people that i i i found it weird when bradley cooper was running oh sorry when he was when he was uh burying the chickens and then he saw the cops coming and then he was running like was he running because the cops were, sh were gonna show up and they were going to like find him because of what he did in the past or was he running from the cops because of something that else that was happening in, in the carnival well, like i assume based on the, the the scenes that i guess having a carnival is legal but not having like this illegal acts like like the savage man type shit like right with the, with the chicken that's the part that's the illegal part so it's sort of like the strip clubs are legal, but not, you know, champagne room. What happens there? <laughs> so, what happens in the champagne? Right, right, right. And that's when he fir first sees the gift when he woos the sheriff. Yeah, then he felt like God. And he got a southern accent talking to him. He started getting a southern. He adapted it. Let me go yeah, to some of these. William Defoe, like, I got this guy. And he's like, yep, you got him. Yo, what about, what about Enoch, bro? <laughs> me, what was that ball in his head? A third eye? <laughs> this guy just kept a bunch of fetuses. Oh, and my God. I, I, maybe that's why he was running from the cops, because that shit fucking will get you on some asylum. <laughs> just having that. <laughs> now, did you guys think when he was in the train at the end, that he was going to end up in the same circus city from the beginning. I thought he was going to be the, the 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 geek for that same guy, Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought he was going to go back to the circus, and I thought Willem Dafoe was going to be there waiting for him. I don't know if it was going to be under new ownership. Yeah. I think that, that could have made it better if they did that. But, you know. It, I, th I think it would have been too, it would be too ironic too on the for it to have been Willem Dafoe. Okay, okay, no, okay. Yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah, I think it was good. It was some random guy giving the same spiel. Exactly. I got a job for you. <laughs> hey, it's temporary. What he said yeah. is temporary. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I just like, I just collapsed in my, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> and I mean, I guess a few things that I put here at the beginning, a quarter, a quarter, it costed to see the man eat the chicken. But then it was like a dollar for a whole day's of work. Like I just found it very expensive. Like economically, I wouldn't go on that <laughs> ride. I would prefer other rides. 
because the bath cost a 10 cents, which by the way, was very intense, like from the beginning. That was a, that was a really nice bath. Like from the beginning, she was ready, like, oh, this includes sexual. <laughs> oh, that was part of it? That, like you, you had that feeling from the get? Whoa, as soon as a guy goes in, I mean, starting from the fact that the bath is like in the living room. That was kind of strange that it was just there in 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 view, and then Pete was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go do some things. You yeah. guys do whatever." <laughs> like he he already knew, like he was already accustomed to it. It seems so because that was pretty fucking intense. Like, like you almost felt like he was kind of like knowingly, willingly knowing that he was that she was fucking other people. Zena, that's her name, right? Zena. Yeah. Z uh, Zena, yeah, I think it was. We're talking about uh, Bradley Cooper's dick yet? <laughs> we just no. got to it. We just <laughs> got to it. <laughs> well, they, it's, we, it's getting there. <laughs> which, which they show it, right? On the no. bath? No, they don't. On the bath, I see a little... I think he's not, he, he, he's not circumcised. I'm not going to go, go rewatch it then. I didn't see that shit. Man, no, Bradley Cooper. Imagining it. Nah, no, 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 no. Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper killed it. No, but what, what, what I was saying is, like the bath automatically included sex. Come on, that's a good. Yeah, I, I put that in my notes. I'm like, that's the move. I gotta. Hey, can I use your bath? And then the bath <laughs> is in the fucking living room. <laughs> and then the husband is like, I'm out. Like you, you take a bath. She's gonna yeah, jerk yeah, you yeah. off real good. I'll be back. This is the other thing, right? Like. He killed the guy because of the, because of the book, of the, of the book, right? But the guy was willing to teach him everything. So I, I was like, what the fuck? But, never but not that. everything. Yeah, he didn't give him the book. Mm-hmm. And book. and and may, maybe maybe it was it was by mistake. Maybe like he mistakenly gave him the wrong alcohol. But I feel nah. like he did it on purpose. And in the and, scene, it shows him picking it from that specific crate. I, it doesn't show. It just shows him depositing the coin. Like, I'm going to go back to see it, but I it, doubt it, it, bro. It shows him grabbing the liquor. No. It shows yes. him putting the coin. Bet. Hey, and which was also what right. What coin? He leaves which, the coin after he grabs it from the crate. I will, yes. Anyways, you would, sees, think, right? uh-huh. you, you would think that if there's one liquor that can kill you and one that not, you want to make it... <laughs> more of a difference than just the crate where he was in like you might want to package it in a different bottle you know put a sticker on it that says don't drink this is but like then nope. it wouldn't be a nope. it wouldn't be a movie. we have we have two crates one color each and that's the only way we'll ever know which one is a death liquid. oh my god the death crate <laughs> you know that the fair still goes on here right like the miami-dade county fair they have uh-huh. it here and they had it a few months ago Mm-hmm. And they tour the United States. It's the same company that has these carnies, and they do the same thing. They package these things up, and they go from city to city, putting on the same show. Obviously, they're not in any acts. All they do is maybe assemble the rides, the ones that are not hooked on dope, and the other ones that are, just like press start button to get them going. But I, I wonder if it's like that, man, if they're all like just in that route and I on drugs and shit. I will dare to say that that um, society <laughs> is, is got to be a peculiar one. Okay. 
I mean, I don't want to generalize, you know, because like I said, I had a friend that was in the circus, but but even this guy was like in a proper circus. What you're talking about, the fares, that's like even lower. And I'm sorry if there's anybody that listens to, to the podcast and they're like, they own a fair or some shit, my bad, but it is. Now, if they own a fair, they're good. Yeah. If they're but listening I, to the podcast while they're, well, they're working at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you would expect, right? Somebody to like be on some other shit, like. I don't know if people that work in the fair listen to podcasts. Right. At, at the very least, I, I believe that the people that are carnies or people that work at, at carnivals and fairs have a questionable past. I, I think we could say that. Not everybody, but but you could, you could see how it is a type of job that lends itself to people, people having weird past because I guess they don't really ask for, you know, your, your carmax uh, oh, oh work history <laughs> right well and and i mean in the beginning of the movie you could william the foe told him like you could work here nobody cares where you're from or what you did exactly exactly so from, i thought so for a while he was mute exact 11 Ooh. minutes the first 11 minutes he didn't talk anything of uh bradley cooper at all, mm-hmm. like, go go back. I was I was like, oh, this, this guy's not, not, not gonna talk the whole movie, and I kept counting. I was like, dude, ten, nine minutes, ten minutes, eleven minutes. So what's the first when, scene that he talks? When the geek with the geek, when the geek gets uh, lost in the in the hall of mirrors or whatever. Also, when they get, offer him the job, he just says like this. Doesn't say a word. Mm. I was okay. like. This is like, I'm not going to talk the whole movie. I was like, dude. But then he talked. And the guy, the, the geek, the first one, hit him with the rock hard as hell. He's like, he's like, I wasn't, I'm not, it's not like this. I'm not like this. <laughs> it's just, and then Bradley Cooper bad. fucks him up pretty bad. That was crazy. That was crazy. Okay. So what do you think about this in general? Would you, what would be your score for this one, John? <sighs> this was a, an intense roller coaster ride. Um, it, it felt like, you know, you were going up most of the movie, just like, and, and then the free fall happens when, when, when you hear the, the radio, like when you hear the radio, Oh, the the judge and I said, "Hey, they committed suicide." When you hear that, that coaster's like, yeah, like. Well, well, to me, that coaster starts when they shoot themselves, because it's out of nowhere. She's like, "Hey, do you remember what Julian told us about?" And then she's like, "Well, let's boom." <laughs> yeah, and I think that scene was to show that like what he's doing is affecting people's lives in a negative way. Because there's no other reason to to have that. Well, I mean, it was sick. It was a sick scene. Like that shit was. And also, when the guy at the end, the security guard, hears that news in the radio, I mean, I understand they wanted to make it look like those news mean like, oh, be careful with these people. But like, could have been totally unrelated that they killed themselves. Like, what would it have to do that they spoke to this guy? You know what I mean? But the fact that he was there. And the fact that 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 happens, 
and then they knew about the like the fact that because the whole thing is that they they got into contact with Bradley Cooper through the judge, and now this guy committed they committed suicide. That like, yo, what the? And then they they go outside to the whole scene of the um, the aggressive guy, uh, the the stepbrother's dad going and trying to grab the lady, and she's like, I can't do this, and then that whole just down downpour of like shit that happens i mean i Crazy. guess you have i guess you have to suspend some belief uh-huh because otherwise i mean the movie has to be made uh-huh. but there that is one little hole the fact that like the what like you are counting on this plan to go perfectly fine when you don't know the reaction of this person like like yeah, I mean, like, you have to think that he's going to try to go to the person, you know? But, like, the the fact that he even tried that is where his his downfall begins. Like, he, he got he got so caught up with, with making money and trying to, he, 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 he became Icarus. He got too close to the sun. Like, the whole time, I didn't even think ever that he was going to attempt to do some, like, La Llorona-style scene. Like, I thought he was going to bring the girl... And he was going to say that the spirit was going to go inside the girl. Like like and a seance? It, yeah, like a medium. Like, mm-hmm. But then when at the end I figured out that he's going to attempt to make it look like this bitch is the actual bitch and is a ghost. <laughs> I'm like, yo, <laughs> come on, yeah, dude. You, you know, yeah, you know I fucked think, up. <laughs> I think that's how full of shit like, the, the director wanted to show you that he was. That like, he just thought way too much of himself. And she should have gotten out, bro. I don't even know why she told him, like, oh, I'm going to be at the train station over here. I just left 20 minutes ago. So if you leave right now, you'll be there. Like, okay. if you're going to leave, you just leave. Yeah, she should have left. She, she, lo- she loved him and she was kind of pure at heart. She didn't She didn't really, like, have that malice that, that, that Bradley Cooper had, you know? Yeah. Thankfully, we want to believe that she, she w- did well. Yeah, after, I hope so. After after she I escaped. So. But she yeah, she went she went back to her to the guy and she probably never even never dated anybody ever again and and died alone because Bro, I, was hoping, I was hoping that she would run into him at the carnival again. And him yeah, at the oof, peak. Oof. Yeah. That would have been that would have been cool. Like like him already into geek form and right. then like she shows up like to, to see like oh come look at the geek and he's doing his geek thing and but she goes but she goes as an ex spectator with her husband doing well now he's some shit like geek. that yeah. with the Bruce guy the big fucking Jack no because, because that no, was like no, the no. uncle that was like the uncle <laughs> <No. laughs> alright whatever guys not like a uh, young uh, Casey Affleck no, it was, it was, <laughs> would, have, <laughs> would have been with, with, with Major if anything or just them seeing each other like for the first time. She didn't even know he was the geek. They, like, yeah, something like that. Like, I gotta bite this chicken's neck. You're not gonna give me the heroin. All right. So to conclude on this movie, what are the, I'll give you my score, one mm-hmm. to ten, and and be, being very strict with the scoring. This is an eight. Damn, I gave it an eight point five. Oof, seven point five. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
7.5, 8.5, and 8, that average to 8. So this movie is an 8 in the Broski Doodles, um, you know, scale, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck. Which, which is high. Which is really Some high. Movie. I, I yo, mean, yo, it's no, really this, good. this movie was really good, though. Really, really good. It was fucking good. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, thank you for fucking tuning in. The Broski Doodles movie review with the crew on Thursdays. Every Thursday, we'll we bring you these the movies. Crew. And in the next weeks, you're going to have uh, some of the movies that we're going to... Well, not some of them. All of the next episodes are going to be Oscar movies so that, you know, we can also talk about that and see which one wins. I think this is a good candidate for winning, but we do got a lot of movies left to watch. So we'll get to it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, John and Adrian, for joining. And have a fucking lovely day. Peace.